Are you serious? I've got a fire in my eyes. I'm burning brighter than the sunlight. You orchestrated my escape. Now I'm awake. I feel alive for the first time. You ignite the fire in my eyes. Hello, friends. Welcome, welcome. This is one more edition of the Brother Marcos Radio Show. This is our third year already. We're broadcasting from Sao Paulo directly to the whole world, especially to United States, Canada, United Kingdom, and uh, even, even in Asia, Australia, New Zealand, Slovenia. Thank you very much for your attention. Thank you very much for your precious time. We have, we have lots of interesting tidbits to talk about this week. It was hard to define uh, the, the subject of this show, but basically I think we're going to talk about who has the words of salvation. Oh yes, you know, it's Jesus Christ who has the words of salvation. We know that. And we can, my friends, we can read in John 6, Peter's confession of faith, when Jesus asked the twelve, do you want to leave too? I mean, is this too hard for you? And Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words of eternal life. We believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. So you see, my friends, in the past, the question, the issue the preoccupation of these people, you know, to whom would we go? You have the words of eternal life. They were really, they were really concerned about eternal life, about salvation, my friends. I mean, it, it was not an issue of, uh, you know, should we have success? Should we have, uh, you know, an easier life? Should we have uh, social justice? No, they were thinking about what would happen after they die. And I mean, this should be a concern for any person, you know, because every day we see people dying, some of old age. But uh, I'll tell you, lots of them, from the most stupid reasons, I mean... You can be riding a beautiful train, beautiful Italy, and it collides with another train in the same track, and boom, 20 people are dead. Or me, or you can be a... I mean, how can we not talk about this? You, you can be a, a police officer doing your duty, protecting the people. You left your home, you know, you just left your kids, your wife, and you're there just, just you know trying to make some money, trying to be useful for society, and then comes a guy and starts to shoot people and kill five officers. And then you're dead. So, my friends, I'll tell you, we have to change our perspectives, okay? Because death is a reality. And, uh, you know, who has the words of eternal life? Only Jesus Christ. Otherwise, I mean, you're on your own. I mean, what can happen to you? What can happen to you? You know? 
And uh, we have to face this reality, my friends, because uh, it's all around us. It's all around us. And I mean, so I guess that's why the title of the show is Who Has the Words of Eternal Life? Because we are not thinking about this. We are not thinking about this. And um, I mean, we have to talk a little about what's happening in the United States, oh yes, what happened in Dallas, Dallas, Texas, beautiful city, I've been there once, they have a beautiful, they have a park where they have the statues of uh, cows and cowboys, and uh, it's very interesting, beautiful, it's a beautiful scenery, a beautiful city, Dallas, Texas, and um, I think it's emblematic because Texas is a very conservative state and they have chosen that state in order to deflagrate more racial wars in the United States. I have been talking to you about this issue for three years now. I have been warning my American friends about what's going to happen, about the way that Marxists work. They work exactly in the same way right here. They have several different organizations. They are all funded with lots of money from political parties and, you know, from uh, some, uh, sometimes, you know, from uh, these foundations that they're all leftists and controlled by the globalists. Because the globalists, my friends, they want to destroy traditional values, traditional morality. They don't like that. You know, because independent people, people who are living in peace and helping each other, you know, they will be, they will resist the new world order. They don't like being slaves. Okay? And we are in a, you know, we are in a situation where they have all the money they need. Okay? It's not a problem of, oh, but why are they destroying society? Because they're going to lose everything. They're not going to lose everything. Okay, they have all the money that they want. And do not forget, you know, their decisions are not based on rationality. It's not that they are very rational and they think, well, if we destroy the peace in the United States, the, you know, the price of the stocks of our companies will fall and that's not going to be the right thing to do. My friends, these guys, they get together and, you know, they get together with spirits. They have rituals. They have satanic rituals. They do sacrifices. They have channelers, mediums. They talk to spirits. People say that, you know, sometimes even devils, they appear in front of them. You know, they follow Lucifer. This is a spiritual battle. This is nothing rational that you can go to Forbes or to The Economist magazine, you know, Fortune magazine, and, and and try to understand why they behave this way. Because sometimes it really doesn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense. Because they're following a spiritual agenda, and their agenda is an agenda of destruction. They know that they must destroy, you know, society. Ordo ab chaos. That's what they say, order from chaos. So they need the chaos before they can set up their new world order and the system of the Antichrist. That's what the Bible talks about. Okay, so have no doubts. This Black Lives Matter matters thing is a Marxist front. 
you know, they follow exactly the same strategy they do here in Brazil. In Brazil, they do the same thing. You know, there's there's this this criminal because he's underage. He stole a car here in my neighborhood. Okay, he had been in and out of the the, the detention centers for youth. You know, and and they never did anything. They, I mean. This is all a lie, my friends. The government, they cannot control, they cannot rehabilitate the criminals. And this boy here in my neighborhood, he stole a car, he was armed, he started to shoot at the police, and the police killed this boy. My friends, you know, nobody was blamed. The parents of the boy, who had no responsibility, you know, they never did anything right about this boy, just you know let him be let they they just let him be surrounded by criminals and enter this life of crime the governor never did anything to rehabilitate the boy the social workers were completely useless okay but who's to blame it's the policeman he's being ousted from the police work and he's facing prosecution and all the leftist press is attacking this police officer because he killed this teenager was shooting at him and he was driving like crazy. He crashed the car, you know, in front of a swimming school. The swimming school where my kids used to attend. So lots of kids of children, you know, entering, going in and out of that school. And this teenager was driving like crazy in a stolen car, shooting people shooting police officers and now all the leftist media is against the policemen so it's not something that only happens in the united states because they want to destroy this you know the concept of law and order of the policeman being part of the community you know the policeman is there and he's our friend and, and you know and he's making sure that the criminals are not killing people in our neighborhood so so he's our friend they don't like that so they are trying to promote racial wars okay and uh, we can see that they do that in several different fronts which really shows us that this is a big plan with very very powerful people behind I mean, when you go there and you see Beyonce, you know, the singer, she was dancing in the last Super Bowl with a choreography of uh, people, you know, dancers in uh, dressed as uh, the, the Black Panthers. The terrorist marks this group, you know, and then she gets her demon because, you know, she, she, she said that she gets a demon. Her demon is named Sasha. She gets possessed and she makes the, those weird faces and very demonic. You know, I mean, complete, um, you know, uh, it's a drive to commit crime. It's an incentive. It's a promotion. She's promoting crime. And several other artists do the same thing all the time. Obama did that several times. You know, they are promoting racial war and hatred. First, my friends, let me tell you, racism is completely against the Bible. It's completely against Christianity. Because we're all, we are 
we all have the same father and mother, Adam and Eve. We have been all made in the image of God. Okay? And God doesn't care if you're black or white. He doesn't care. He cares about your decisions, your moral decisions, okay? And the good and the bad that you're doing in this life. And, you know, and your faith in Jesus Christ. That's the most important thing. But he doesn't care if you're black or white. So a racist, you cannot be a Christian and a racist at the same time. So we have to, to, to say this before any kind of discussion. And of course, and of course that black people, you know, their their lives are harder. We have to recognize this, okay? The problem is not to recognize this, you know, this situation. The problem are the solutions that they're bringing to the table, okay? So, of course, there is a background, you know, for every, each and every black person, you know, that they have to carry. You know, it started with slavery, and then, you know, when you have a father and a mother who were not educated, who who didn't have the opportunities, you know, they were not able to, 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 to give you the same opportunities. So it's harder for you, it's going to be harder for your children. But it's not much different from being, you know, from being a, a descendant of... A, from from being a child of poor father, poor parents, okay, it's a disadvantage, all right. But in the United States, you see, all over the world, all over the world, okay, it's the place where blacks have the most opportunities, and where they are in the best situation. I mean, you can go to any other country. And you will not find educated, rich, black people like in the United States. So there is a way out. But what do they say? No, instead of giving giving black people more incentives to do well, to go after education and, you know, and trying to get good jobs and, and to be developed as persons. No, what they say they create a whole culture of uh, destruction, of crime. You have the rappers, you have the singers that, that promote this criminal culture. You know, Snoopy Dog. I mean, if you're going to be Snoopy Dog, my friends, you're never going to get ahead on life. Because there's only one Snoopy Dog, okay? There's just one guy. That is a millionaire because he sings and uh, about smoking marijuana, okay? But all the other Snoopy dogs who try to emulate him, you know, they will go to prison, they will die, and they're going to be poor and miserable. But in this way, my friends, why do you think that they give so much exposure and so much promotion to guys like Snoopy Dog? Because they want to destroy the culture of the blacks, especially in the United States. They hate, I'll tell you, they hate the fact that many, many blacks, I would say most blacks, are Christians. Because you have a strong Christian culture among the black people in the United States. 
you know, and they do the same thing here, my friend. If you're black and listening to the show, you have no idea if you live in the United States what it is to be a black in Brazil. Because here in Brazil, they will, they will tell you, if you are black, you must be a follower of Santeria. Because Santeria comes from Africa. And if you're a Christian, you're betraying your roots. Okay? So that's what they do. They, they, they promote all kinds of laws. You know what they're going to do here in Brazil? They will have a special place in all public parks in order for the Santeria practitioners to do their rituals. Can you believe that? You're there, you're walking around a public park with your kids and everything, and you're going to see this trabajo, this, you know, Santeria sacrifice with food and candles, usually very dirty because they make a mess, smells bad, stinky, okay, in the public parks. And they promote Santeria, what they call Macumba Candomble here in Brazil, in the news, in the, the soap operas, in the movies, in music, music shows, you know, it's all about Santeria. So it's like, they, and they would will, they will tell you, I'm just expecting, here comes, here, you know, Brother Marco's projection for this year or maybe next year in the United States they will start to tell you that the real the real black person you know if you're legit you must follow the voodoo religion I'm telling you it's just a matter of time it's it, they haven't done that in the United States because of the resistance so they have like Marxists like Jess Jackson you know this despicable man Marxist agent. He's a Marxist agent. He's not a Christian. He doesn't care about the black community. He only cares about himself. Okay? And that's what they do. They want to create racial wars. I've been telling you this, my friends, for three years. And here it is. Here it is, my friends. Here it is. This is the use of they call the Lumpen Proletariat. Lumpen Proletariat strategy you know communists they like all these german words because you know it was very 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 strong in germany in the turn of the 20th century you know there are lots of marxist uh, theoreticians there but now the americans they have saul Alinsky. they have their own marxist guru there but you know lumpen proletariat it simply means using the poor people people without a job, people without families, you know, in order to, you create cells, you create groups, and you insert leaders there, and you start to, to you know, to brew this dissatisfaction in that group, and you start to organize them, and you start to have the protests, and you give them money, you give them lots of money, and these people, they don't have money. You know, because they're criminals. They're the lumpen proletariat. They're the riffraffs. They do that all over the world. They do that here in Brazil. Okay? And that's what they're doing in the United States. Oh, yes, they're doing that. They're, it's all planned, my friends. Do not ever believe that this is the work of just one deranged man who just thought, I'm going to kill some officers today. Nobody does that. Nobody wakes up and, and says, you know, I'm going to do that today. I'm going to end my life because, you know, 
he got killed. You know, so, I mean, rest assured, Obama, he was into this kind of thing when he was in Chicago. He was a social, you know, social worker who, you know, used to, to, to work with community groups. It's all about Marxism. That's the way they do it, my friends. But if, I mean, come on, if you're black, you know, you have to get rid, my friends, of this of this culture that they try to impose on you. You know, when, when, when the black person, I was listening today to a black person, American black person, saying that when he spoke right, okay, who was speaking in a formal way with the right words, the right grammar, people would make fun at him and say, oh, you're speaking like a white man. You're stupid. Ha, 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 ha. So how can you move ahead? How can you get some respect in your life if you believe in this kind of thing that you have to behave like a thug in order to be respected? Can't you see that this whole thing was prepared by the globalists in order to destroy the blacks? They hate the blacks. They are racists. You know, they believe in social Darwinism. Okay? They believe in the superiority of some races above the others, and they are all racists. Do you think the Rothschilds, they like black people? Do you think that the bankers in Europe, they like black people? They hate black people. So, my friends, we have to get together as brothers and sisters in the Lord, blacks and whites. We have to love each other and be against those guys. And we must reject this culture of death, destruction, and immorality that they're trying to sell to us. And they're doing the same thing to the whites too. I mean, it's not fun to be called white trash, you know? And those people that they, they, I mean, they're following heavy metal and and rappers too in the i mean now now the whites they like the rappers and they try to look you know full of tattoos they try to look uh, like criminals white people they try to look like criminals because they think they're cool if they do that so it's the same thing but it's it's no it's it's stronger against the black community and you add to that, my friends, all the things about, you know, Planned Parenthood. Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, she was a big-time racist. She hated, hated black people, considered them inferior people. So that's why you're, we see this today, you know, the abortion, it's completely disproportional. It, it's, you know, the, the, the proportion of blacks who get abortions, it, it's uh, larger than any other group because they're trying to destroy the black community. But the hope for the black community is, you know, Jesus Christ. They have to get together to their traditional values. And the whites, they have the responsibility to support them in this fight against the globalists. We have, I mean, I can't believe one of the, the, the I mean, worst errors that I see in the United States is the segregation of churches. You cannot have a church for the blacks and a church for the whites. I mean, this is horrible. The white churches, they must open their doors for the black people. 
That's what I believe. You know, they must reach to them. And we have to be vocal against racism, okay? Because Christians cannot be racists. It's true. You know, but the solution that they're given is completely wrong. Being a Marxist, destroying things, destroying traditional values. Because you see, you know, do you think that these guys, they're for, for blacks? See here, the guy, you know, see, see how this is demonic, okay? The guy who's behind, who's behind the Black Lives Matter protest, he's white. More than that. He's a gay. More than that. He's a reverend. He's a Christian, quote-unquote, worker. Okay? A professional of the faith. A businessman of the church. Here he is. His name is Brandon Darby. He, he's very hipster, okay? He, he's very, you know, his shaved head, the beard, the cool glass you know frames round round frames you know it's, and um, here he is and he's gay my friends he said that he wanted to create a space for anger and rage against police i mean that he did so reverend hood uh i'm i'm so, i'm sorry here the name is not Brandon Darby. The name of the this guy is Jeff Hood. Okay, Brandon Darby was the guy who tweeted about him, who exposed him. Brandon Darby is a good man. Jeff Hood, Reverend Hood, closely follows police shootings and state execution, and regularly prays for divine retribution for police. That's what he says. Okay. God is not mocked. Judgment's coming. Those police who continue to spill the blood of black men will be held accountable. You know, that's the kind of man who uses the church as, you know, a tool for personal gain. You know, he uses the church in order to, to appear like a good person, but he's actually a Marxist, a gay militant, and he wants to live in sin. He wants to kill people. And he wants to get some kind of identity for his life because his life is a mess in every, every, in each level. Okay? And he needs to have some, you know, sense of pride that he's important. He's better than the other people, you know? It's all, it's, my friends, it all boils down to sin. It's sin, sin, sin. And that's what this guy is all about. Okay? He also said in May, the police are always prepared for a gunfight. We shouldn't be surprised when they actually get one. You know, he was promoting violence. Violence, violence, violence. And he using the, the name of Jesus. Okay? Using the name of Jesus to promote hatred. Hatred, hatred, hatred. Okay? That's the guy, the gay guy leftist gay reverend i mean come on it's amazing it's amazing this is the kind of people we have now the gay reverend and i'll tell you it's an interesting that we were talking about in the last show about you know the way that that these pastors and missionaries 
they use the word of God and they use use church in order to you know have personal gain and in order to you know have their careers and in order, in order to, to to just promote their ego and their selfish ambition you know their vanity and see what happened today I have well this is an exclusive exclusive you know news from from brother Marx you won't hear this anywhere else in the United States or outside Brazil there was this this woman here she used to call herself a pastor you know so problems you know right right from the start but anyway she had this ministry and she was very famous because she almost died you know and she she went to the, the ICU uh, at the hospital for for several months i think and then people were praying for her and she recovered so she became very famous because she she's a singer okay because that's how it works in the system we have you know the people who are really important in the church are the singers and the entertainers so you know and she married this guy here her name her name is bianca toledo so bianca Bianca married this guy who was a pastor. Well, he was a pastor. He was associated with this, this other other ministry in the United States. You know, it's a Teleos, Kingdom Global Ministries. You know, from Texas. The guys, you go there, my friends, and it's all about selling CDs and all about selling videos and books. It, it's, I mean, it's very ironic and you're going to see why it's ironic because this this Teleos Teleos uh, Kingdom Global Ministries from Texas okay i think they're from Austin uh they're all about marriage okay the guy the guy there his name is Larry Titus i think Larry Titus oh yes he and his wife okay and they have these seminars okay you can go there and give money and go to the summit i love this word summit how to reconcile with broken fragmented relationships how to promote and protect order in various areas of your life okay it's not like the bible is enough the bible is not enough anymore you need to pay money and go to this to this summits and conferences and buy the books and the dvds okay so you can have a good marriage oh yes if you do that you're gonna have a good marriage all right and you go to that church and you have this rock concert because you know the guys here they have uh, well they have the rock and roll here okay and you go there my friends you go there and uh, to this ministry in grapevine texas okay grapevine texas so this woman this singer she married this pastor who's affiliated with the kingdom global ministries from grapevine texas okay they know everything about marriage all right they go they come here this guy from kingdom global this larry titles when he comes to brazil he goes to igreja to the lagoinha church lagoinha church is the most heretic church here in brazil do you remember that guy that we talked about in one of our previous shows? The guy that he was all hipsters and that he he liked to, to pose and take pictures 
like he was uh, inhaling cocaine from the Bible. Yes, he's a pastor there at the Igreja Lagoinha. So you see how, how you know, the, 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 you know, tell me whom your your <laughs> who who your friends are, and you're, uh, I'll tell you something about yourself, okay? So they're associating with the most heretical people here in Brazil. It's the church of a, a singer too, Ana Paula Valadão. She's married to the pastor of that church, and she has like African drums in the church, and she starts to shake and say, you know, come on, rise up and take possession of me. Rise up. Like, you know, the demons from the ground will rise up and take possession of her while the drums are beating. African drums. And, and she says, I want the African rhythm. I want the African rhythm. Take possession of me. She does that at the pulpit. I should not say pulpit. I should say stage because that church, it has a stage. Okay? And so, my friends, what she does, you know, is basically to invoke demonic powers, okay? Disguise it as the Holy Spirit. So, that, that's what happens, my friends. And then this guy comes here, this Larry Titus, okay? He comes here and, and preaches there. And he's associated with this guy. And she said, you know, I pray. And she says that he's first husband left her the guy says he didn't okay he, the guy says that she's a pathological liar but anyway she has this small kid from the first marriage five-year-old boy and then she says i prayed for four months until i married this pastor okay and then and only then did i kiss him you know she's very self-righteous you know it's the, it's, you, you know the kind okay you know the type and now my friend she comes to facebook last week and says that the pastor his new husband second second husband has abused her five-year-old son that he's a pedophile and a homosexual and that you know she wants to see justice made so you see, my friends, she prayed for four months until God gave her a confirmation. A confirmation that she was supposed to marry a homosexual and a pedophile. So you see the mass that is the whole churchianity, crazyanity that we have here in Brazil, in the States. That's how it works, my friends. And then when all this scandal broke out, her church, their church, closed down. Okay? Shut down. They shut down the church. So that's exactly, you know, one more confirmation of the, what we were talking about in our last show. There's no community anymore. The church is not directed to people inside the church. It's not the body of Christ comprised of different members being sanctified in love, you know, getting together to enjoy the study of the doctrine and doing good works. No, it's all about the leaders and their plans and their visions. And so when the leader falls, I mean, he's, she's more than a leader. She's an idol, actually. She has 
440,000 followers in YouTube. When she falls, the whole church crumbles now. So you see, that's exactly what we are talking about. And can you believe that this couple, they had a TV show about marriage, and they have YouTube videos about marriage and a book about marriage. So people, you know, pay attention to these, you know, crazy, deranged people who are involved with pedophilia, homosexualism, adultery, second marriages, I mean, everything that is wrong, but they think that they can teach other people. Because, you know, that's what we, we are being told. It's just like you, you have to have a guru in order to interpret the Bible. It's just like in the Catholic Church. You cannot read the Bible for yourself. And basically, it's not very difficult to understand the duties of a husband and wife. It's all in the Bible. No, you need to have a guru to read the Bible for you and to give him his own idea and opinion about that and then you pay him lots of money you know, go to the seminars to the summit I love this, summit that's how it works my friends we are idolizing these people so now we don't know if Bianca is lying about his husband because you know, the first husband says he's, she is crazy Okay, we don't know if the guy is really a pedophile but I mean, anyway it's a mess. It's a complete mess, okay? And we keep idolizing people. See here this, this article here from the pulpitandpen.org website. They have, you know, <laughs> this is a good example, of, of, you know, of, of the pastors of today. There's a pastor that is called Johnny Hunt, okay? It's the, his 25th anniversary as pastor of First Baptist Woodstock, okay? A church, okay? 25 years in a career, okay? Money there every month, okay? All his bills paid by the church every month, okay? It's a good gig that he's got here. Anyway, he, they had the, the, this party, okay, for this pastor, where they had, you know, again, a musical show. They wrote a, a lyrics for, uh, you know, uh, a song praising this guy, a tribute. An artist from Colorado was commissioned to create an ornate wood carving of two hands, one reaching down and another reaching up. I mean, this really reminds me of the as above, so below thing, but anyway... The carving is symbolic of Hunt's history of helping the less fortunate. I mean, everybody's less fortunate than him, actually. <laughs> it's a mega church, okay? It costs a lot of money. Intricate sculpture was proudly displayed in the church's worship center. Okay? That is known as the Johnny Dome, or Six Flags Over Jesus. Okay, it's all about money, my friends. You know, they spend lots of money. And then they, what they do, they again, that was five years ago, they had this 19, 1920s costume black tie ball. 
at the 1200 person capacity Delta Flight Museum in Atlanta. This is in Atlanta, okay? A city where there's a lot of heresy and lots of people wanting to make money. Yes, my friends. So he was there, okay? But unfortunately, the entire church was not invited. Seating is limited, invitation only, only for the friends, okay? So that's that's the idea, my friends. That that's the uh, that's a church that promotes a film about Jesus based upon stories from Gnostic gospels. Okay, so it's a, it's exactly what we were talking about. They make these leaders, you know, idols. They become idols, and, and, you know, instead of being a community of people, instead of taking care of the sheep, it's exactly the contrary. Okay, because Jesus told Peter, feed my sheep, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. And I interpret that, you know, pastors should feed their sheep first with doctrine, then with emotional encouragement, and also with food. You know, the poor people in the church, they must be fed. But instead, what happens now today is the community, the people, they feed the pastor. And they spend, you know, thousands, of, hundreds of thousands of dollars with parties and events and sculptures and rock concerts for the pastor. So it's all upside down, my friends, all upside down. And we're going to stop for a minute while I rest <laughs> for a while from so much stupidity. And we will be back in a minute. You are listening to the Kapow Radio Show Network. Kapow stands for Kingdom Against Powers of Wickedness. Kapow is sponsored by Fithook Media, a digital publisher of ebooks. Fithookmedia.com has a selection of ebooks about spiritual warfare and Christian living. Visit fithookmedia.com. That's F I F T H O O K media.com. Remember, that's fithookmedia.com. F I F T H O O K. Welcome to the Brother Marcos program on the Kapow Radio Show Network. We pray that you have eyes to see and ears to hear. Kapow! Are you serious? All right, my friends, we are back. We are back and we are discussing, you know, how today everything is about my needs. My needs. Oh, they are so important. My needs, you know. In the past, the disciples would come to Jesus and say, Master, you were the only one with the words of eternal life. They were concerned about the afterlife. They were concerned with the destiny of their souls. Okay, but now we're all concerned about parties for the pastors, about what God can do for us, about social justice, okay, about helping the Marxists, about getting money for, you know, evangelization for the missionaries because they don't have money. You have to give them lots and lots and lots of money, okay? Meanwhile, my, my friends, things are all falling apart. You see here, Russia, Russia, newest law, no evangelizing outside of church. 
do you remember we have a very interesting um, show about the Orthodox Church okay you can find that go to Spreaker.com and uh, try to find the, or the show about the Orthodox Church basically my friends the Orthodox Church is a cult okay it's not a Christian church it's based on occult practices and lots of superstition okay and and it's interesting because things are all getting together because they are very mystic in the orthodox church they look at that those icons you know that those ugly uh, old icons that they have with engravings and gold leaves and things like that and they they say that if you look at them you start to see the spiritual realm it's like a magic mirror you know, mirror, mirror on the wall. It's just like that. But you see through that, that thing and you, you start having visions about the spiritual world. Oh, yes, that's what they do. It's a religion of works. They say that you never know when you're saved, if you're saved or not. It really depends on the, the work. So there's no way for you to know. You have to follow a leader, a guru. Otherwise, you're lost. I mean, it's a complete mess, Okay. That's the church that they have in Russia. But this week, Russian President Vladimir Putin approved a package of laws that usher in tighter restrictions on missionary activity and evangelism. Basically, my friends, you can only preach inside church buildings. Laws against sharing faith in homes, online, or anywhere. I am sharing my faith online right now, and I'm sure there's a Russian person listening. Putin. I know, Putin, you are a follower of a Chinese guru, a martial arts guru, and an occult guru. You do not, you, I mean, come on. You do not fool me, Putin. You are an occultist. You are not a Christian. You're a liar. You're, you are, you know, you are serving the devil. That's what you're doing. I mean, come on, my friends. Putin, his false opposition, his controlled opposition. It's all about the Hegelian dialect, you know, creating, you know, this false conflict. But in reality, the Illuminati, the globalists, they're controlling both sides. Putin, come on. What, what kind of leader would do that, would do this? Protestants and religious minorities small enough to gather in homes fear they will be most affected. You see? Because they don't have a building. That's the problem. Last month, the local police officer came to a home where a group of Pentecostals meet each Sunday. Constantine Bendas, deputy bishop of the Pentecostal Union, told Forum 18 website, with a content expression, he told them, Now they're adopting the law, I will drive you all out of here. I reckon we should now fear such zealous enforcement. So, I mean, so, I mean th this is from Satan, okay? Do not be fooled, my friends. Putin, the Russia is a dictatorship. They sponsor, you know, all kinds of false propaganda. They sponsor, Mar they still sponsor Marxism. Okay, they spend six billion dollars a year in propaganda. Russia today is a is a Moscow propaganda front. Russia today. Do not do not do not watch that crap. Okay, so that's what we're seeing. 
But instead, you know, of being concerned about this kind of things, here we have Rick Warren. Rick Warren gets bolder in promoting breath prayer. Okay, he, he, so, you know why? Because in this way they can all get together. The Orthodox Church with his, his, its mysticism, the Catholics with their, their, their rosary beads and their contemplative prayer, and now Rick Warren. They all getting together with the Hindus and the Buddhists doing breath prayer. It's the coming one world religion. Okay? Several years ago, when Rick Warren promoted a pagan mantra technique of centering prayer on his pastor's toolbox site, the post was yanked down when concerned Christians became alarmed and spoke up. But now he comes back again. Okay? In his mystical pool. Oh, yes. He's getting bolder and bolder in his contemplative prayer posts. Last year, for instance, he spoke at the Hill Song. I mean, where else? Hell Song. The Hell Song Church. The heretical church. He taught contemplative prayer techniques there. Oh, yes, he did. He has no problems with that, with New Age, okay? All right? In spite of the warnings from those concerned about New Age seeping into the church, you know, like Brother Marcos and Kapal Radio Show, Warren has no problem with breath prayers, centering prayers, and any other mystical practice. And here is his Facebook post. The Bible tells us to pray all the time. Yes, pray, like conversation, okay? You talk to God whenever you can. One way to do this is to use breath prayers throughout the day, as many Christians have done for centuries. Many Buddhists, many Hindus have done this. You choose a brief sentence or simple phrase that can be repeated to Jesus in one breath. You were with me. It's just like this. You were with me. You were with me. You were with me. You know, I receive your grace. I'm depending on you. That's the... I mean, come on, guys. This is mantra. It's a mantra. And you have to do that in one breath. Because if you do that this way, it's a good, sure way, you know, to, to really lose control of your mind and get into an altered state of consciousness. You know, that's a way to get possessed. You start to do that over and over and over again until you lose your faculties. You lose your control of your mind and you open yourself to demonic entities. That's what Rick Warren is teaching. Okay? So, I mean, this man, this man is not a Christian. I mean, how come can anyone believe he's a Christian? He's an agent of Lucifer inside the church in order to destroy the church and put all the churches together. And this is happening, my friends, all around us. If this is not the end-time apostasy, I don't know what it is. Okay? Because we see here, you know, the latest fad, circle maker prayers. Circle maker. What they do, they pray inside circles, just like the cultists do. Satanists, they do that. You know why they, they have the hexagram and the pentagram? The pentagram, and they draw a circle around the pentagram, and they stay inside the pentagram. 
that is supposed to protect the witch from the demons, okay? That's why they draw a circle. And then they draw another circle with an hexagram inside, and that is supposed to be the place where the demon will appear. So they can summon the demon and ask him to do things for them. Spells, make money, kill an enemy, whatever they want, okay? But you need the circle in order to be protected, and in order... It, it's a center of convergence for spiritual power. You know, when you draw a circle, it means that the spiritual power that, that is in the air, you know, if you, if you think that, that the universe, God is in the universe and is everywhere and it, he's a force, like in Star Wars, when you draw a circle, this force, it converges into that circle. So it's completely occultic. But now there is a book by a guy named Mark Batterson who says he's a Christian. And he says drawing prayer circles around our dreams is not just a mechanism whereby we accomplish great things for God. It's a mechanism whereby God accomplishes accomplish great things in us. Do you ever sense that there's far more to prayer? and to God's vision for our life, then what you're experiencing, you know, it's all about, I want more. I want things for me. The Bible is not enough. I want money. I want success. They're not interested in the eternal life. They want it now. It's time you learn from the legend of Honey, the circle maker, a man bold enough to draw a circle in the sand and not budge from inside. Until God answered his prayers for his people. What impossibly big dream is God calling you to draw a prayer circle around? Sharing inspired stories from his own experiences as a circle maker, Mark Batterson will help you uncover your heart's deepest desires. You know, your heart is wicked. Its deepest desires are wicked, are selfish, are egotist. They have nothing to do with desires of God for your heart. But they are doing that. They're, they're doing, drawing chalk prayer circles. Circles. Okay? All around the world, my friends. It's amazing. I'm going to post this in our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Brother Marcos Radio. You can go there and check these articles. You can also go to the Kapow uh, radio network website is fifth hook media at facebook okay you can also contact me at brother marcos radio at gmail.com and i'm gonna post this there my friends because it's amazing it's amazing my friends that's what they're doing they are teaching things and it's all around they, they have uh, again this stupid conferences that stupid christians love and here they are in a conference about the circle maker and the name of this woman here is the moss and it's amazing they like they like to insert these heresies especially in the meetings with women what's the problem with the ladies for starters there's no place in the bible where there is a special place a special church a special meeting for women you know we should all be together in the church and not, you know, not, nothing special like this. Okay, 
and, and she's there. The Moss is the name of this this woman here. A conference, various places, there were circles. And those circles were symbolic because they represented the fact that every woman wanted to put herself there, draw a circle around her own life and say, God, what do you want to do in me? It's all about me. It's all about me, 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 me. And as you pass by those in the days ahead, I want to encourage you, if there's room, to just step inside of one of the circles. Blah, 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 blah. Come on. You're a new wager. You want to be a new wager, lady. You know, why, why do you pretend to be a Christian? Okay? And then there's a lot of... Uh, it, it's very interesting. Because there's a lot of... Uh, in this article here, there's a lot of pictures of people from occult religions doing exactly the same thing. A Wiccan here showing how to cast a prayer circle. Absolutely the same thing. He says, you know... You create a concentrated flow of energy and direct it into the informational system of the universe. In other words, casting a circle ensures you achieve the results faster and do it faster. You know, it's all about results. <laughs> and then you have, you know, other Hindu Hindus doing the same things with mandalas, Native Americans praying inside a medicine wheel, same thing. Uh, Druids, Oh yes, Druids, they do that. Buddhists, they pray inside a circle. And Satanists, they love it. Of course, they do. So you see, my friends, that's the kind of thing that we get inside the church because we forgot what the church is. The church is not a community of believers anymore, of people helping each other under the umbrella of the right doctrine. It's just a place where you go to have peace of mind. To have peace of mind, okay? If you go to a church for the rich people, you know, especially in the United States where they have everything, okay? Rich people in the United States, they have, you know, perfect house, they live in a perfect neighborhood, they have safety, they have their SUVs, everything is perfect. But they need peace of mind, you know, because it's a cutthroat world in business, you know, you have to move ahead. You know, so what's best than go to the church and get this peace of mind? That's what the rich young ruler was all about. He had everything, but he wanted peace of mind. He didn't have peace. And he was expecting that, that, that Jesus would say, Oh, no, you just have to meditate a little, pray inside a, a, a circle. But Jesus said, You know, <laughs> Sell everything and follow me. That that was like the last thing that that guy was expecting to to hear. Okay, but they go there, my friends, and they want that in the the, the church for the the rich people, and they will pay a lot of money because they have money. A lot lots of money left, you know. They can they can pay missionaries to do the work for them. They can pay pastors. They can pay for a more beautiful church building they can't you know they don't care because they have money they want peace of mind it's a commercial transaction i'll give you money and you promise me peace of mind and of course when you're doing something that is completely outside the bible when the, your focus is not on god is not on things above is not on, on eternal life you open yourself to deception that's what i've been telling you over and over again you lose discernment and you lose wisdom 
And then you have heresy inside the church because the best way to have false counterfeit peace of mind is New Age religion because they're all about that. It's immediate peace of mind for today. And for the poor, you have the prosperity gospel. If you're poor, if you live in the country, in Brazil, and you don't have money for anything, you go to church because the guy says that you're going to get money. So I don't see, I go, my friends, I'll tell you, a personal, <laughs> I'll share something personal. I go, I, I read my Bible in the evening. Sometimes I listen to my Bible, which is good too. And I'll tell you, I cannot associate what I read with the reality of today. I cannot, my friends. It, it's a, it's like it's a different religion. It's it's just like it's it, it's like it's not Christianity. It has nothing to do with what the primitive church was all about, or even the, the you know the teachings of Jesus. But there's hope, my friends. There's hope. We see we we see that this apostasy is all around us. But there are people who are still faithful. You know, I'll give you an, an example, I'll give you a testimony. You know, there's a church in the country of Brazil, you know, in the city where my mother and my grandmother, they live. They're both widows, okay? And uh, they live by themselves with much hardship, health problems. My grandmother, she fell, broke her hip, she cannot walk. You know, it's hard life. But there's a pastor from a Baptist church, you know, who goes to their place and he brings all the materials, materials, you know, for communion, you know, the wine and the bread. And he comes to, to, to their house with three other women with him and they pray, they sing and they give them communion, my friends. They also bring them food. That's what they do. I mean, this is a pastor. His reward will be great in heaven. His, uh, his reward will be great in heaven. I want to thank him. I, I want to thank God for him. Pastor Paolo. It's like, like Italian name. Paul. It's Paul in Italian. Paolo. He does that. And there are many, many people who are faithful to God, who are not looking for stardom, who are not looking for Marxist social justice. They're looking for eternal life. They're looking for their rewards in heaven. That's where their treasure is. And their treasure is great. That's what you should be looking for. Build your treasure in heaven where the moth cannot eat it and destroy it, where the, you know, your, your gold will not rust. Build your treasure in heaven. Think about eternal life. Flee from these fantasies and crazy ideas that are creeping in the church with the help of, of those false leaders, false idols. That was the message that I have for you today. I hope that you have learned something and i hope that god bless you a lot 
Go to fifthhookmedia.com 